Set your faces to fun because Alex and Maggie are back with another fantastic episode of puns and anger. That's not what the podcast is called, but okay. Are you cheating on me with another podcast right now? No, but I just realized that would be a great name for a podcast. Puns and anger would be an puns awesome and anger. But no, Geeks and God Marriage is back. Hey, whoop, we're going to go through another rebrand, guys. Get ready for puns and anger. No, no, Geeks and Marriage is where we stay. But for now. So. Today, we are outraged at a couple of things, and also completely bamboozled by trailers that have recently come out in terms of how crap can it get. Um, So, to begin with... That should be a section. How crap can it get? That should be a section. That could be a section. We'll fold that in. Yeah. So, first things first, the world and CBS are shit because they've cancelled down a fan project of creating the starship enterprise that you could walk through and have an experience in in vr and they just shut it down because of fucking trademark so to go into a little bit more less vindictive detail uh i'm not saying you know but cbs have shut down a project called stage nine which was uh, an independent fan made yep. project where you would be able to walk through the entirety of of uh-huh. the Starship Enterprise um, on your PC or in virtual reality. Yep. Um, you could interact with everything. Yep. I think I don't think you can interact with the crew. I don't think that was a thing. No. They may have been planning that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, they didn't... They weren't infringing copyright. Nope. They weren't necessarily doing anything wrong. They weren't making money off it. This was nope. a free, just fan-made Not for project. Perfect kind of thing. Um, if you want to check it out, it's called... Well, check it out what it was anyway. It's called Stage 9. Um, so if you guys want to check it out, I'll say I'll leave a link in the description, but I mean... It's just annoying because it was purely a fans wanting to get together and create something where everybody could unite under, everybody could kind of just experience the Starship Enterprise. Like, we saw early shots of it in VR. And, like, for example, I never realized the extent of the shuttle bay on the uh, Starship Enterprise. Because in that VR, like, when they took the plans and stuff like that, it's massive. Yeah, so... And it's just, like, it's things like that where you wouldn't... You never understand the scale of it until you're in it. And and it would be using VR for something really interesting. But the reason CBS probably shut it down is because they were like, oh, we didn't think of this and can't monetize it. Fuck you guys. There's a thing where potentially... um, I I can't remember which company they've partnered up with, but... They might be planning to do their own. Well, obviously of this, they are. Which is why they shut it down. Obviously, oh, what it it's got Bridge Crew or something like that. Where obviously, you could... anyway. Um, I mean, yes. very obvious why they shut it down because yeah. they were like, "Well, we can make money off this, so fuck you guys." Rather than being decent, being like, "Okay, you guys have put a lot of work into it. How about we Either hire buy you it to off do it?" Or hire. Yeah, this is the thing. And it's um, like it's just stupid. It's stupid. This is. Um, I mean, the the guys behind Stage Nine. Um, have reacted very civilly to it they've they've been great they're not lowering up or anything they basically stepped back and said it's your ip if you tell us to stop we'll have to stop <laughs> they're not going to fight no. it not going to do anything no. about it which is the right thing to do exactly but... yeah they're not being dicks about it no but it still represents probably tens of thousands of <laughs> man hours of these developers coming together and building it from from scratch if you 
know anything about Star Trek, if you don't even know, how, you don't have to know anything about Star Trek. If you just quickly Google the Starship Enterprise from mm. Next Generation, mm. you, you'll see the size of the ship. Yeah, it's supported the crew of several thousand people yeah. as well as cargo, and it was like an ambassador class ship. Yeah, capital ship um and it was huge and these guys were building it and and putting it together so you could walk through the entirety of the ship yeah go into every single room interact with things in there yeah um and cbs have, have stepped in and said right you'll have to stop that now presumably we'll see something come out of this in the form of cbs doing their own thing obviously but i just you know if anybody out there listening to our podcast by some miracle knows somebody who was involved in the stage nine project please put them in touch with us because we've got to like like i just feel like this is unappreciated the amount of effort that went into it uh this may also have a backlash for ubisoft who are the guys behind star trek bridge crew where you get it's i think it's a vr thing where you are on the bridge of the enterprise um fucking ubisoft so this might become a thing so as much as the, the people behind Stage 9 aren't going to do anything about this, then people who were following the project are going mm-hmm. to do something about it. Um, well, they might not do something about it, but CBS and Ubisoft, if they do team up to do it, are going to face one hell of a backlash for it. I just, uh, which I've... is fair. Like you say, CBS shot themselves in the foot by not saying, you guys have done some really cool stuff here. Yeah, We'll either pay you to complete the project, we'll buy the project off you, or come work for us. Yeah. It would have been that simple. Yeah. And it would have reflected great on them. Yeah. It w- you would have had all of the... They would have already had most st- of the work exactly. done. They would have had all the stuff that Stage 9 had built so far. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, they stepped in and said, right, it's our IP, you're not doing it anymore. That's it. And also, this comes on the tail end of them doing another Star Trek TV show. With, oh, yeah. Uh, Patrick Stewart. Which, it just... It just it just really irritates me because I'm just imagining, like you said, these people who put their, like every single free minute they had into this project just to be told to fuck off. And these people taking it so gracefully, I just wish we could speak to one of them and tell them just how much we appreciate that and how much they shouldn't give up on something like that. Like we've watched YouTube videos on it, but even back when it it was was in its early development and it was outstanding. It was amazing. The level of detail on there yeah. is incredible yeah and they'd oh, the only just begun everything. like yeah yeah if you followed the tv show everything you saw on the tv show was in this VR yeah. project and it was so cool and i just i just feel like i want to like you know i'm not saying you know rebel against cbs because mm. it's not going to lead anywhere because trump's the, america the is, is not going to help stage, but the, the people behind stage nine don't want that either i know they, i know they've literally backed but, down and said it's their ip don't fight but, it but like you gotta, you gotta be able to channel that creativity elsewhere. Yeah, because that amount of skill. They'll find a new project to do it. They on. have to, and I'll I wish what, we could support them. I'll tell you what, they should do it on hmm. Galaxy Quest. Yes. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about Galaxy Quest. They can go ahead with no, that one. that uh, Galaxy Quest TV show coming out? I know, but as in, like, nobody's gonna stop them <laughs> with the IP thing. Um, what was the Oh, Firefly. Called? They should do Firefly. Firefly would be amazing. Because, let's be honest, I think Joss Whedon wouldn't be a dick and shut it down. What the hell was this? The Protector. That was the it. NSEA Protector. I just... I just... It just makes me really sad. Because these people just seem like the nicest people. And it's just... all oh, that's gone to nothing. And I just feel like 
is there not a way to bypass this in terms of it being able to be distributed to like friends no in quotation marks and no, like no. like i say they wouldn't want to do that anyway i know they've I mean, they've released several statements about it saying anyone claiming to represent them and f- quote-unquote fighting cbs so this does not represent their interests at all. i know and i'm not saying fight they're not, cbs they're not but trying like, to find a way to get around it i know they're just they've been told to back down they're backing down that's it i know but over. i just personally i wish i could have access to it no i know that yeah like i personally wish i could have seen it in its full glory because yeah. i just i just want to be able to see it and like so if anybody knows anybody you know if they would be willing to just like just talk about it and stuff i think i, I just think yeah, it would be a really good cool thing show, awesome. so if anybody knows them or somebody who knows them if you can put them in touch with us, that would be amazing. Um, second thing, which I've been outraged about today. Woo! Not today, but this week. Oh, um, this month, by the fucking This month. Um, is the new Fantastic Beasts trailer came out. Um, and within it was a plot twist that I didn't know about, but apparently everybody else in the Harry Potter fandom knew about, which is that Voldemort Snake, Nagini, Nagini, I don't know how they pronounce it. I think Nagini. Um is actually a woman who was possessed by some sort of evil demon thing and basically then permanently turned into a snake. So she wasn't an animagus. She couldn't, like, change at will. She just slowly began descending into snake form and then stayed as a snake. I didn't know that it was originally a woman. But basically, she was meant to be an Albanian woman with, um, I think, Asian ancestry. Mm. And she's played in the trailer by an Asian woman. I think a very successful... Not a successful actress yet, but she has really good potential. Um, and also, as part of this like new film, there's also going to be a... I don't know what the right politically correct word is. Is it black? Is black, black politically black, correct yeah. now? Um, black woman who plays also one of the more evil characters. And as part of this trailer coming out, there are many, many people on the internet who are angry that they are getting negative representation. And I didn't know that anybody ever saw Asian women as, like, they were like, basically anytime an Asian woman is in a film, she's an evil dragon lady, and this just, like, perpetuates the the stereotype. And I'm like, I've never... Fun, in, fun side note, Claudia Kim, who plays Nagini, yeah. uh, was uh, Dr. Cho from Avengers Age of Ultron, you know, the woman who had the the cradle i knew i'd seen yeah. her before i mean she's in a few other things as well she's on a uh, marco polo netflix tv show but uh, like she's been in a few things but yeah so Claudia she's Kim, a good like, guy in that. i think she's she's quite excited about the role and yeah like i don't see why you wouldn't everybody's been fighting i guess it's like if she would have said i don't like she wouldn't have done the project if she thought that it was representing misrepresenting it, yeah and it's like essentially yeah. and then people were like oh well you wouldn't put a white woman as a negative one it's like yeah but seraphina pickery is that the character's name the, the black woman i don't remember okay. oh no that's um that's the ministry lady oh of course it is, yeah. um but basically i'm just i'm just very confused and i guess maybe i don't understand this whole thing like i'm you know admittedly a basic white bitch um <laughs> so who likes starbucks um so I don't, maybe I don't see it that way, but to me, it's like representation is shit, but you want the right kind of representation, not the wrong kind of representation. But it's, but like, I thought it was quite an interesting character and I thought it was quite complex to portray and mm. 
it's not just a simple white woman who's going around fighting you like it's something different and i don't know i just thought that it doesn't matter what kind of representation it is as long as you have characters to look up to i don't know i don't know maybe i'm misunderstanding this as a basic white bitch but it just feels like getting angry over this is ridiculous considering that it's a whole misrepresentation thing is a minefield that literally no one can navigate no you you think you take a step in the right direction and then you hear the click of a mine and you know yeah. that you're fucked. So I know there's maybe a minority of people that are kicking yeah. off about it and the people who kick off tend to be the loudest, which is yeah. unfortunate. Um, and the majority of people might just be like, what the f- what, are you, what are you on about? Yeah. These are just actors and actresses in a film. Just That's it. Just mm. let it be that. Mm. Why can't it just be that? I don't know. Why, <laughs> why is it like, oh... Just, did you pick an Asian woman and a black woman because of the evil rules? It's like, no, what? No, what? <laughs> Did you pick an Asian woman because she turns into a snake? What? <laughs> no, we just thought she played the character really well. I don't know. Like, why can't it just be that simple? Because somebody, that be somebody, somebody then brought up that in the films, when you first um, are introduced to Lavender Brown, who becomes Ron Weasley's love interest, she's black. And then as soon as she became a m- bigger character, they wa- they hired a white actress to play her. And uh, to be fair, I hadn't even noticed, so maybe that's my bad. Um, but they brought that up, so they were like, "Oh, J.K. Rowling, what you know, whitewashing like the like you know making the I positive characters white." Maybe they and just couldn't get the character back. I don't know, um, but basically they've pointed that out as a as a reason for this apparently being super racist. I don't know. I just don't get it. Like, why can't you just watch a trailer and be like, "Oh, they're amazing actresses." Yeah, exactly. Dude, That's what I mean. Like, Why does it have to be this big thing? I don't know. But but again, is a big thing. But no again, reason. you know, again, t- speaking from the perspective of a white person, so who knows? Maybe I'm completely not understanding this because I've had years and years of representation, and you know, I'll put that out as a disclaimer. But I just feel like getting angry over this isn't necessarily like valid. I don't know. Anyway. So that's that other thing I've gotten angry about. Alex, what do you want to talk about in this episode? Um, I, I want to dig something positive out of the dirt, preferably. Okay, go uh, on. No, I can't. I'm sorry. What? There's nothing positive to talk about anymore. It's all garbage. But you liked the Bumblebee trailer. I did, yeah. So there's a few new trailers that are coming out. We're not going to go through them all thoroughly. We're going to give you quick sort of gloss-overs of it. Let's get the crappy ones out of the way first. Godzilla, King of Monsters. Blah. Why bother? Uh, it just looks awful. Dumbo. Why yeah. is it a thing? Dumbo looks like absolute garbage. Why does that have to be a thing either? Mm. Holmes and Watson. I don't think I've shown you this one. Mm, I don't want to see. I 100% guarantee you will not like it. Because oh, I can't remember his name. Give me a sec, Maggie. Distract the people. Oh God! Don't give me this role again. I'm you terrible at distracting so people. At this. See, <laughs> distracted. Job, yes. So it's your favorite actor of all time, Will Ferrell as Sherlock Holmes, and as ever his counterpart, John C. Riley as Doctor John Watson. And yes, it is a satirical film. So, uh, so they are effectively. Uh, they are effectively Holmes and Watson if Holmes and Watson were complete fucking morons. Uh, There's one scene where John T. Riley as, as Dr. Watson just whacks the queen in the face with a camera stick while also simultaneously inventing the selfie. So, uh, what is wrong with this world? Yeah, it's pretty bad. 
Why does Will Ferrell think he has any right to do that? Um, what were the other ones that we saw? A Dark Phoenix. Oh, that whole shit show. Yeah, why are we... Oh, no. I didn't mind the new X-Men films, but this is just taking the kind of all the way out. Like, I don't... I, I, I just feel in, like it's throwing out a lot of the... What we know. In my opinion, everything from X-Men 3 onwards could not have existed and everything would be fine. I quite liked the first, like, prequel. I quite liked that, that they kind of explained a little bit of the beginnings. I think once they got to the second prequel, it just kind of That's lost its... Now they've started dicking around with the timelines, timelines basically. and the characters, yeah. and is James McAvoy bald or not bald? And it's like, it's just irritating at this point, mm-hmm. because they're really wringing it out yeah. for all that it's got, and now they're doing Jean Grey's origin story, effectively, and why, 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 why? Uh, moving on, the Joker. No, just no. It's Joaquin. Joaquin. Sorry, it's I can't. Who who invented that name? It's Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, which looks incredibly tryhard. Yeah. Um, and the makeup looks like something my little sister could do, and she's like five. She's actually like four. And a I'm eleven, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> she's like. <laughs> I know, it's being, obviously being satirical. But yeah, it, it looks awful. Yeah. And I'm not sure how good Joaquin Phoenix will be. I don't that. think he'll be good. And maybe we should just give up on Batman and the Joker. Just, just give I up mean, on the Joker. Like... I don't know if people realize this. Batman had other enemies. Yeah. Like, I would love to see a Riddler. I'd love to see a good Riddler film. Did you not like Jim Carrey as the Riddler? I love Jim Carrey as the Riddler. I thought that was the role he was quite frankly born to play. He was. But it was very campy. Whereas the Riddler is a little bit mental and a little bit high energy like that, but he's also a genius and he's very, very subversive. Right. Why he's called the Riddler, obviously, because uh-huh. everything he does is a puzzle because he's a genius. But yeah, Jim Carrey's born to play that role. <laughs> so good. They should give him like a second shot now that he's gone all or mental like and paints a, all the time. A proper Two Face or any of the thousands of other villains that Batman has had. Yeah, they've only chosen like the Joker, Penguin, Riddler. God, I would not want to see another Penguin. Like, I just, I wouldn't want that's to the, that's the ones that we've seen so far, isn't it? Look, that's it. Yeah, I mean, Scarecrow was pretty cool. Scarecrow. Yeah, but he didn't cool. have a major kind of role, I guess. You know? Yeah. How he was just this psychiatrist who was kind of hanging around and mm. did a creepy thing. Um, I mean, he has so many. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Freeze. I would love to see a good Mr. Freeze who isn't played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. I would love that. Oh, yeah. Please, please get somebody else to play that. Uh, Deadshot, he would be pretty sweet. Mm. Super Marksman, uh, Killer Croc. Then again, these were guys who were in like Suicide Squad. I was gonna say, um, Mad Hatter was always real. <laughs> Russell Ghoul, a proper Russell Ghoul, would be amazing. Anyway, there are other Batman villains. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, maybe move away from the Joker, raping Please. the Joker repeatedly. Yeah, and uh, another one. Jesus Christ, Halloween. Ugh. Why bother? Oh, that's right, because they have no imagination and no original stories to tell, so why not just dredge up all the stories they've left and also, at the bottom of the barrel? And also, it's coming up to Halloween, so obviously be derivative and bring out a film that's called Halloween. Jesus Christ. <sighs> you know what another thing I hate? About Go on, Talix, all of these reboots and yeah. revamps and yeah. sequels mm-hmm. that are 20 years too late mm-hmm. or 1 million years too soon. Mm-hmm. Why are they just called... The same what thing. What the first thing was called. Yeah. Like, this new know. Halloween film is called Halloween. Halloween. 
You know what the first Halloween film was called? Halloween. It was called Halloween. But the was it? Like video games and stuff as well. It's yeah. Like, it gets confusing. After it does. A while. It's like Halloween, following the events of the original Halloween. Now in this new Halloween, it's like for fuck's sake, because this is technically a sequel. This isn't a reboot. Yeah, but it's like it's it, To be fair, it's like Doom. It's like yeah, Doom and exactly. Doom. Just, it's like. Uh, mm. So now you're oh, gonna Wolfenstein. have to like whenever whenever you talk to people, you're like, ah, oh, have you played Doom? Which one, the first one or the, or the new one? Like, why should you have to say that? Yeah, yeah. But it's like when I was talking, I was talking to the guys at work about um, playing Wolfenstein. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, have you played the new Wolfenstein?" I was like, "Which new one are we talking about?" Because now there's like the new order, but obviously there was the one before that. Yeah. And then, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's move on to some slightly better trailers, shall we? Okay, go on. I'm quite psyched about Bumblebee. Mm, you are. Bumblebee is my favorite Transformer, as I'm sure he's many people's favorite Transformer. I feel like he's like the Loki of the Transformers franchise. No, I feel they've like, like no, they've I like dragged Mega- him out Megatron a lot more. Is the Loki of the Transformers franchise? They've killed him like seven times, yeah. and he's still alive. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I just feel like they dragged Bumblebee out because people liked him. Oh, no doubt they are taking advantage of the fact that yeah. it's Bumblebee and he's great. Which is why I'm thinking he's like Loki, because Loki got dragged out multiple times because people seem to like Tom Hiddleston in that role. Which, don't get me wrong, he's very good in that role, but he was good in one film, not yeah, five. Exactly. Let's just let, let, oh, please, for the love of God, the next Avengers film. Spoiler alert, leave Loki dead. Um, but please. Bumblebee, I'm looking forward to. It's a new director, it's a new writer, so it's mm. not just going to be another Transformers film. Um, so this one actually takes place before everything happens with the Transformers films. This is when Bumblebee literally first arrives on Earth. Yeah. Um, and I think it looks really good, and I'm kind of looking forward to it. It, it doesn't look it bad, I'll be honest. Quite but like, action-packed, but not over-the-top like yeah. the other Transformers I just films. feel like I think I've got an, a natu- like a, a knee-jerk reaction to hate it, because it's just literally bringing out Bumblebee because people like Bumblebee. Yeah. It's a money grab. Yeah. So the, the knee-jerk reaction for me is... Blech. But like it does look like a good film, but... Eh. No, yeah, it's a blatant money grab, but... Like, <laughs> Uh, but you know. like if, that kind of idea. No, this is the thing. I'm more ninety percent of films coming out on money grabs, so you may as we well have choose to the ones. Continue with complaining about them, but try and find the the golden nuggets. Light at the end of the All that. Yeah, you could say it in a nice way, that's fine. <laughs> I'm not too fussed about it. Um so yeah, it's directed by Travis Knight. Who is known for Kubo and the Two Strings, Paranorman, Box Trolls, Coraline? Fairly mixed bag there. Um, That's mostly kids' films. Yeah, no, it's like, well, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so he is taking a bit of a of a step back. Yeah. Uh, and the writer is Christina Hodson, um, who hasn't done anything. She's got five writing credits. Um, and they were for fairly small key films. And in fact, three of those aren't even released yet. So interesting. Um, so interesting. We'll have to see how good she is at this. Mm-hmm. But judging by the trailer, um, everyone's Not saying it's, it's super brave of Travis Knight to go back to the generation one of the robots. Yeah, it's super blocky and super like they were in the original cartoons and stuff. But I think that's I'm pandering to the that. the original fans, which is a good thing. It, exactly. Yeah, it's giving them what they want. Which why not just do that every yeah. once in a while? Um, and it's got like a bunch of. Um, the original um, Transformers in them as well, which is going to be super cool. I think that's a good move. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be relatively interesting. I think he's kind of doing what what Michael Bay should have done first. <laughs> Give up. Um, no, but like, you know, 
Michael Bay needs a little bit of that story weaved into the action. He does the action really well. He just he needs does. the story weaved in. Yeah. Story. Story. Is it Canadian? <laughs> Sorry. Story. Sorry. Um, Shazam. Shazam. Let's talk about Shazam for a second. Let's talk about Shazam and not the music identifying app on your phone. Because DC Films is shit. don't have the best track record nope. right now. They try too hard to make it dark, but they also try to throw in bits of pithy comedy every now and again. They tend not to stick to their own stories. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole, their whole, the DC EU is a giant clusterfuck of nothing makes any sense. Yep. And they try to claw it back and just end up making it entirely more convoluted. Yep. Um, but it looks like with Shazam, yeah, maybe, they just leaned into the comedy. Maybe they've become a little bit more self-aware with it because Shazam. It looks very funny. It looks really good. And I'm kind of looking forward to Me it. Me too. I um, like the idea, like I said to you, I like the idea of two teenagers trying to figure out a superhero's powers and stuff. Like, that sounds hilarious. You know the film Big? Yeah, but it's basically it's that. It's essentially that if he transformed into a superhero. Yeah. And was able to transform back into a kid at will. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it's a kid, essentially, in a, trapped in the body of a, of a superhero. Not yeah. trapped, but like can turn into a superhero. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. It's like a lighter venom. Exactly. It's going to be interesting to see like a a superhero with super strength and speed and agility and super intelligence. With uh, a kid's brain. can shoot lightning. And yeah, with a kid's brain. With a kid who, I think they made the kid who's actually Shazam not like superheroes and stuff, but his like foster brother does love superheroes and stuff. Yeah. So So it's almost a little bit meta in terms of like. Yeah, exactly. They have articles about like. Batman Superman and Batman, things like that. Uh, so I think which I, I like think that. Is really cool. I like it's, that. It's very meta, like you say. It's very self-aware. And maybe DC are trying a new tactic. Maybe this is just the director whose name I do know off the top of my head. And I'm not Googling it right now. No, but it, it <laughs> looks like, like it's a good idea to maybe completely depart from a certain formula. It's David F. Sandberg. I told you it's David F. Sandberg. Of course about. you did. You told me just before. I did. Um, no, we, we were talking about this earlier. You guys yes. have no proof to the contrary. Um, he but also doesn't have many... Um, that might not be a bad thing, to be fair. credits. If he's not influenced credits, by anything particularly. But it looks... You know, if, if DC decide to go, okay, well, Marvel have got the superhero thing nailed. How about we go in a different direction? Yeah. And they, try to basically lean fully into the comedy. That's the thing. They tried to go super dark with it. Yeah. And it has not worked at no. all. Maybe so try go super something light. new. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, make it a little bit pithy and mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I mean, Shazam's just seems like that kind of. I don't think he could from with that storyline. Could you make it anything but it's hilarious? It's entirely ridiculous. Yeah. His outfit is entirely ridiculous, yes. and especially like modern days. Yeah, when you have Batman and Iron Man to go up against, mm-hmm. that outfit is horrendous. Ridiculous. And it's good that they've. Well, excuse me, become a little bit self-aware with it. Yeah. Um, but speaking of campy and pithy, maybe not in a good way, Doctor Who. Wow, that segue, Alex. Um, um, smooth as lube. So, <laughs> oh, I was going to say a pothole road in England, but okay. A pothole road in England. <laughs> so just smooth any as. road. Yeah. Boom. Um, so, yes, the 13th Doctor, there's a new trailer. Well, not trailer, it's a clip from clip the first episode. The that and Jody basically, is going to be in. I think we, when we were talking about it, we basically summed it up as the writers wrote dialogue for <laughs> Matt Smith to be played by Jodie Whittaker. Yeah, 
it's, which doesn't work. Or maybe it's it's Jodie Whittaker's take on it, and that's fair because Matt Smith was a very popular doctor. But should she just be trying to do her own thing instead of I know this works, I'll just do that again. Yeah, I mean, or maybe it's I the was, writers. Like, I'll be way. honest. I'll be honest. I was hoping for a return into more of a Matt Smith Doctor after Peter Capaldi because Peter Capaldi was too intense. Yeah. So I was hoping to go back to a more lighthearted David Tennant, Matt Smith kind of Doctor. So I don't think I'm necessarily put off by that, but it's just whether that's natural. And mm. in that clip that we saw, that was a bit. It was a bit over the top because it was mm. discussing the whole thing of like her not remembering that she's a female and shit like that. And Which is fair. I think if you're going to address the whole turning into a female thing, they've done it kind of well. Yeah. If that was the only reference they make to it. If it was the only reference. But like, if that's the first reference they make to it, it's like, why are you calling me madam? Because you're a woman? Am I? Oh, yeah. If that, like, that, that's, that's it. Fine. That'll be good. Um, I think, I think, I think it could be good. I'm just still really worried about the whole thing of having to have, like, for example, her like female companion that they just introduced there think, in that clip. I think both is, of those guys are going to be the companions. Yes, there's going to be three. Girlfriend. No, and, I don't think they are both her own girlfriend. Well, because he he wasn't dressed like a cop, so I know, but I think they must have just picked him up on the way or something. We'll see. Because I think they're meant to be gay as well. Um, but the lass, the companion lass, is already the tough Jasmine, one. Jazz, jazz is already the tough one. Yeah. So, obviously, the doctor's not going to fight for herself. And it's just like, so you put a female doctor, she's going to have a female fighter companion, then she's going to have a, a male something thinky, and then there's going to be an older gentleman to be the brains. Like, is she really go- not going to do anything for herself? Like, I, mean, I just don't know. There's saying that that's how it's going to work, but... Well, that's what I got the in- impression of. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. The whole three companions thing is, I know that's how it used to be. Did but- it? Yeah, they're back in the original. They used to have more companions at the same time. I thought it was always a female companion was the primary, and then it was. Yeah, don't get me wrong, it was. But occasionally they picked up other people. Yeah, occasionally, but not Rose and Mickey travel with them for a while, and I know Amy and Rory. But then again, with with all of them, you never introduced all three at the same time. Mm. You always picked up the one companion first, and then they brought their friends along. It wasn't that. It was just this random another person and a random other person. So I'll see. we'll see how they tie them. Maybe they tie them in the same way. But it just feels a little bit... Mm. But other than that, I wouldn't mind going back to a more pithy Matt Smith kind of doctor as long mm. as it's natural for Jodie Whittaker. I don't know. I, I, I like Matt Smith, but the more I watch him, the more I realise they're quite campy and... Yeah, but that's Matt Smith. ...over the top he is as a doctor. I know yeah. that's just Matt Smith, but I don't know if that's a fantastic doctor. Which is why I think David Tennant was kind of the perfect balance of both because when he got angry you could tell and you you knew that shit was going down but when he was really light-hearted you were like he's got control of the situation he's fine but you used to like matt smith because of the fact that when he got angry i you know could i tell do him. i just like i say i think david Tennant out of the new doctors has been the best so far but matt smith is probably my favorite because he's more light-hearted mm. but i still think david Tennant's performance as the doctor was better well yeah but that's david Tennant. um but anyway we are running over already. Oh, crap. <laughs> Oops. And but we'll see what... very late and we need to go to bed. Yes. Because my voice is already dying. Oh, I'm sorry. So we'll see what the new doctor brings. Yes. Um. So, yeah. Alex, do we have a rough and a GN? I know the answer to this because I'm saying the rough. What? So better. Oh, so... <laughs> Carry on, darling. Do correct me if I say this rough wrong because you just told it to me. 
at the start of this episode, so it's been, you know, 35 minutes since I've heard this fact, but the average woman will swallow <laughs> uh, six pounds, of, I don't know, I remembered, six pounds of lipstick in her lifetime. There you go. And I'm saying this rough because I've recently gotten into makeup, and now Alex is sick of me. So I wouldn't say sick. Frustrated a little bit. me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> no, I don't care. I, don't, I like it when you get a new passion. It's fun. Yeah, um, that's true. So the good news, which is super mega good news, which boop, I don't know why we haven't boop, heard more boop, about this. Boop. Boop, boop. Apparently there's a car alarm going off somewhere <laughs> nearby. Um, so the good news is uh, <laughs> a company with the help of Harvard scientists <laughs> have discovered a way to turn CO2 into petrol. Now <laughs> that necessarily isn't a massive breakthrough because no. they've been able to do that for years. Um, but it was considered way too expensive to be cost-effective to do on a large scale. Uh, But now this team of scientists have discovered a way to make it cheap and easy. So that could be super fantastic because we have a shortage of petrol and an overabundance of CO2 because of our shortage of petrol. Okay, I'm just going to turn your mic off. (laughs) I'm near the mixing deck. I can mute. I can just turn it off. I'm just going to kick it until it stops. Uh, I'm sorry for everyone's ears. Um, so, <laughs> and yeah. there was much rejoicing. <laughs> so that about wraps it up for this very late night recording. Also, it's National Podcast Day, so we needed to get in on that. Get behind it, guys! Come yeah, on, you lazy bunch. Of so people. anyway, find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagrams. Let us know what you thought. Let us know if you can get us in touch with um, Space Nine uh, people. Stage nine. Stage nine. I knew it sounded wrong when I said space nine. Stage space nine, people. Nine. You'll take uh, a deep space nine. Yes, that's how I am. Oh, that's what they should do as their next project. Deep D- space nine. DS9. It's the same um, IP, isn't it? I think so. Um, and let us know what you thought of the trailers that came out this week. Let us know if you agree with us. If you want to tell us that our opinions are shit. If you want to let us know why representation in this way is bad in the Fantastic Beast trailers. Let us know anything. Because in a nice we are... way. If you start hollering and yelling at us, I'm going to tell you to fuck off. Yeah, he is. I can't be bothered to put up with trolls. You yeah, say it, you discuss it in a civilized way, everything's fine. Everything's it's the fine. 21st century. That's how we're supposed to do things. Yes. Fuck the internet. And fuck social media. Carry on. You're being very, very respectful, Alex. Um, uh, right, fuck all you guys. And, <laughs> yeah, this is how we get comments. So. Any interaction is good interaction. <laughs> Okay, what else can they do, Alex, to support the podcast? Send us money. Uh, if you head on over to our wow. Kofi page, we're considering getting a Patreon page, so let us know if that would be easier. Um, but in the meantime, you can head on over to Kofi and find Kofi. us. St- oh, I, no, you can find us on there, Geeks and Marriage. Yes. Um, I need to update that link. Um, but yes, you can find us on there and send us enough money to buy us a cup of coffee because Maggie is so basic. I'm she so needs busy. her Starbucks. Are you? It's true. I love my Starbucks. So yeah, that about wraps it up for today. Thank you all very much for listening. In the meantime, I've been Maggie. I am probably still Alex. Maybe still Alex. And remember, hard shot first. We should think of a different sci-fi reference for that one. No, hard shot first. From lifestyle and marriage to film and TV. It's Geeks and Marriage, hosted by your favorite geek.